Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. (laughs) You know what I love, Wynne, is that you and I had originally had a guest scheduled. Who um, I think we were both really excited about. And uh, unfortunately, that guest isn't up for it today, isn't feeling great today. And yet you and I showed up. I didn't think a single thing about what you and I would talk about one-on-one. And I deeply love that space of not knowing. And from that, you and I started chatting and all of a sudden these cool things to explore came from that place that I'm I'm discovering for myself that it's so rich. It's so full of, of possibility. And the more I, you know, show up there, especially with other people, like I can just trust that something new is going to come from there. Man, that's cool. And so you and I talked about different topics and it occurred to us how fun it is to show up in these topics where we really just don't know. Don't have these already preconceived ideas of what that looks like. And we just get to explore and not know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking it may be of no surprise to the person listening to us right now that we don't know what we're Mm -hmm. going to talk or it may be a big surprise I don't know but but it's a good point that you make is that at best we've got an idea and a place to start at best whether that's a guest and the first question even though we don't always really know what the first question is and when it's you and I then there may be an idea And until, well, it was just before we had the email from the guest's assistant saying that our guest was unwell today, that um, I already knew that I needed something for us to talk about because we were going to record two today. And then we get on a call with nothing really on our mind other than, oh, shucks, the person can't make it. I I hope they get well soon. And then before we know it, we've got probably three things kind of out of the blue. Or certainly 20 minutes before you and I were scheduled to come on to record, there was nothing. 
here we are, talking, and I still don't know what the next word will be. Coming out of my mouth or yours, until it comes out. And I know that that used to really freak me out when I became aware that I didn't know what the next word was going to be because <laughs> I then got a little bit neurotic over it given the fact that I can talk for a living and deliver training to companies and I thought, well, geez, how on earth does it keep coming out then? I became very aware of me not knowing. And that freak out lasted, I don't know, but it was a matter of seconds until I realized that I'd always had something else to say or a question to ask. And then to see the truth of what you've just been saying for myself, which was the best of me is not knowing. That's the aliveness, the freshness, the presence to what is right now. is always better than a script. Yeah, a quick example. Um, last week I was running a retreat in North America on the coast. And one of the people, what, what they were very good at was mentally rehearsing the, what they were about to say before saying it. And I'd spotted it, and my co-host there spotted it. And without even calling it out, other people on the retreat spotted it. And how they spotted it was, there was a difference. Sometimes this person wasn't mentally rehearsing what they're about to say next, and it was heartfelt. And it was in the moment, and it was fresh, and it was real and alive. And one of the other participants said, that was you. Person looking a little bit strange. What do, you, what do you mean that was me? Well, lots of other times, most of the time, you're so careful with every word. It's almost like you're scripting yourself. And it's a sanitized version of yourself that comes out that I find very difficult to connect with. Nods around the room. Person looking perplexed. And... And then the other participant said, and I'd like more of you real, unrehearsed, from the heart, not filtered through various levels of intellect of sounding smart, being smart, being liked, sounding credible, wanting to be liked. And I'm glad it was somebody else, not me or my co-host, that that said that out loud because it becomes an awful lot more powerful from a from a peer of this person. And I noticed that for myself too that I used to put so much I had so much respect for me being right, me being perfect, me being rehearsed and doing things for a reason as opposed to being alive in the moment. And when I saw more and more about that, I'd like to think I live there more. And it's an awful lot easier that it feels like I'm riding the wave, not, not blowing the wind to make a wave <laughs> appear 
or move in a certain direction. So uh, the topic that showed up for us, that we really both thought that it would be fun to explore from a place of not knowing was wisdom. What you had mentioned when we were talking was that wisdom is often thingified. Yeah. Will you uh, talk a little bit more about, about that? Yeah. So here's what I mean when I say thingified. And I'll talk from personal for myself. I make it a solid thing in form. In other words, there's a wise way and an unwise way. And I make it that binary. Or a wrong and a right. And the number of times I've got in my head and thinking about, okay, so is this wisdom or is it my intellect? Is it, am I trusting wisdom or am I in my head? And as soon as I've asked that question, I'm not in the, the energy of wisdom. I'm in the energy of my head. I'm trying to figure stuff out, not saying it's wrong. Figuring things out is a really powerful human ability that we have problem solving machines, <laughs> problem causing machines too, by the way, yet they are our intellects are, you know, incredibly powerful. We've got a very sophisticated brain inside our skulls, an incredibly sophisticated organ there. I, I think that, to me, energy is formless. It's not a, a right or a wrong. It would be a, a gentle yet powerful nudge. But I don't even think if that's really true. I don't even know if that's true. So the example that I shared with you uh, before we started recording was, I know there are things in the moment that I've done that do not seem wise. I've acted out of insecurity, I've acted of short, uh, short sightedness, I've acted out of being a bit mean. And yet, in the medium long term, they've played out brilliantly, as far as I'm aware, they've been amazing things. One of the best decisions I think I've made in my life came from a place of insecurity. Me staying in this conversation way back 10 years ago, came from an insecure feeling I had. Well, who's to say that that was wise or unwise? I don't think I am. I don't think I am the judge of what's wise and unwise. I don't think me at the time of speaking right now to you has any idea what's a good decision or not. Because I don't know how things are going to play out in five minutes, let alone five years. I don't know. 
somebody said to me recently, and I think this is so profound. And I think it's from the reading of the Kabbalah, which I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I think I am. And this person said to me, there are, there's only two things, good and concealed good. Now that to me, I had the same look on my face. My eyebrows raised, both of them thinking, well, that's a heck of a thing to say. And yet it makes a lot of sense to me, as opposed to a right and wrong, and a wise and an unwise. But this is beyond what I think I can be solid about today, and I'm glad I'm not solid about it today. I like the mystery of this. I really do. So, that's a long answer to the question of thingifying it. But I'd love to know what you think or, or what you made of what I said. Yeah, there's a part of me that um, loves to take a topic, something that interests me that um, feels really fresh for me in my life and, and put my intellect to work on it. You know, there's something kind of fun about that and, and for the majority of my life, I thought that had value, a lot of value and a lot of truth. And what I found more now than ever before is, while that seems fun at times, and I kind of enjoy it, I just don't think that I value what comes from my intellect like I used to. I think that there's so many things like wisdom that I honestly just can't touch with my intellect. That it's almost like playing baseball with a tennis racket. That's what it's like. Like trying to play in a completely different league that my intellect can't touch. And I'm not sure if I would trust it if it could. But there are things that I sense beyond that, beyond you know my personal thoughts about wisdom. Actually, maybe two things. Is that wisdom is always calling. It's always showing. Always supporting. Always sending out this kind of like a homing signal. 
Now, whether or not I listen to it, hear it, play it out in, in life, like in, in the physical world, that's something completely different, but I sense that it's always there. Second thing is that I think the reason why I sense that it's it's always supporting me is because it's part of who we are. Like we are calling ourselves back. We're part of something that's bigger than our physical bodies and that's why it's it isn't I think you're right like this thing outside of us what comes to mind as you were saying that was like the homing beacon that you, you talked about I've made uh, I've acted out on or made decisions based upon things just w that weren't true. Example would be being mean back to someone who was mean to me because I think they make me feel bad and therefore me being mean back or taking revenge will automatically mean I feel better. Not true, but it looks like it is sometimes and then i using the the phrase wise up that's not how it works when then it makes less sense to do the things that used to make sense it makes less sense for me to now act on a bad feeling because i understand a little bit about the nature of feeling bad that it's got nothing to do with the outside it doesn't come from anyone or anything not my past nor my future but now what's what looks real to me in my thought system right now in my own human system and the human system is like a closed circuit in that way it's not triggered by anything other than thought in the moment, conscious or unconscious thought in the moment. And then what I do becomes far more informed based upon truth as opposed to upon uh, an incorrect false assumption that I've had about life, me, other people, the world before. And there's absolutely no perfection in me with that. I still get caught up, but I look like they cause me upset. or I'll be better, or I'll feel happier when. I'll still fall for that. It's still not true, but I feel a bit wiser knowing a little bit about the false premise, the false assumptions I have about life. And now that may be one way that wisdom plays out in a human being. I don't know. But I think it's it's truth and the 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 resonance 
I, I have no idea if what I'm going to say next is true, right? But it's an interesting theory that my intellect has just made up. That the resonance of truth is also known as wisdom. No idea if that's real. But it's what makes sense to me right now. There was something else in what you said that really triggered another thought in me, if that's how thought works. But it was something that you said about your intellect could be fun. And it's really good to know that it can be fun, but it doesn't mean it's got anything meaningful at the end of it. And if the pursuit is fun, using our intellect, great. And if it does have something meaningful at the end of it, great. It often doesn't. It's often just mucky. Often what we innocently do is, I'm talking from personal experience, of course, here, analyze why I feel bad. Analyze why everyone else got the wisdom uh, sweets and I got the sucky sweets. This is a terrible metaphor because the best sweets are sucky sweets, but you get what I mean, using the word sucky in two different ways. I think it was Einstein that his big discoveries of how the universe works really came down to, or his theories about how the universe works, really came down to thought experiments. He would experiment in his intellect what it was like to travel on a photon. It was a thought experiment that that led him to his discoveries and his and his ideas. And I think that's a beautiful use of the intellect. Sounds wise, if wise was a thing. And yet, in all of this, the bit I come back to is what you said about the feeling of wisdom is like the homing beacon. There's a sense of deeper than my head, deeper than my heart, somewhere deep in my gut, in my soul. There's a pull in a direction that it feels peaceful, loving, which can be a big change from what I used to think. It can be a total change of direction over what I was planning to do. And how I thought life worked and who I thought I was. And yet, that resonance of truth of, you know, what I've described wisdom as right now has been a very dear friend. You know, you're talking about your insecure thoughts the things that you believe at the moment or that look true in the moment that that are the gifts they don't feel I don't think they feel like it you know because we've decided you know that oh, these are the bad things that we don't want to feel right but if we let go of those stories of like you said of right and wrong of good and bad but those are the, those feelings 
think one of our guests called them love letters, even. That if they're, if that's true and they are the, the friends pointing out what still looks true to us and the things that cause us these feelings of stress or insecurity or anger. There are personal invitations to see what it is still looks true to us. What stories we have around life in that moment that's preventing us from seeing the perfection, the possibility. Or is that not wisdom? I wonder. There are little reminders like on our phones. It's reminding us that we're caught up in the moment. Something. We've created something that's keeping us from seeing or being present. So if that's true, and that would seem like wisdom. I was reading the other morning and Of course, I never show up with these quotes exactly. The author said that people would show up in her life, in her experience, to show her her own thoughts in the form of the thoughts she was thinking about them. That people come to us, life comes to us, and shows us what we've got going on if we're willing to look at our thoughts about other people and about life. It's not telling us anything about them or about life. Only to kind of show us our own thinking about it. What kind of stuff we've picked up along the way. Things that don't feel like truth resonate like truth. Things that don't feel like that homing beacon, that thing bringing us back. But you're, I think you're right. I, I don't think we can know. It's beyond our ability to do that. You'll hear story after story of not only in my own experience, but other people's, where they thought it was the absolute worst thing that could have ever happened to them. But later on, they see it completely different. Just not sure if we can know. There's a part of me that thinks that maybe we are the the plug socket, and I can't remember what you call them in the US, the thing you put in the wall from a device in order to get the electricity through. An outlet? A plug? A plug. A 
plug that goes into the outlet in the wall, okay? Yeah. It would be like me, the plug, trying to understand electricity. Is one way that came to mind about this human being, Colwyn Morgan, trying to know wisdom. It's kind of humbling. And in my mind, it's possibly a lot closer to the truth than I've made up in the past. Comes through, but I don't understand it. Like I know the feeling. As always, Kate, a fascinating trip into the unknown when we talk about these things. It's always fun to explore with you. Ditto, Wynn. And if you've got any comments or questions based upon what you've made of what Kate and I have been musing through today, then please let us know. And if you've got any topics that you'd love us to explore in the way that we have, please get in touch. Our contact details are coming up very soon. Thank you, Kate, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at kateroberts.coaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.